Maybe it's your black belt. No, that's silent. Hi, I'm Obi, that's Ed, and we are drinking from the Garden Host, your favorite podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Google, Alexa. We're there for you to enjoy. Remember, subscribe, like us, send us feedback. We love feedback. Ed, how are you? I'm doing well, Obi. It's a great day to be with you, and I know you're going to kind of drive today, but I, I hope we talk about the black belt at some point. Maybe we can talk about my, my grand achievement of a black belt, but that's not where I want to start. Because interestingly enough, I mentioned feedback. I got plenty of feedback over the last two weeks about our show, and I want to hit you with a little bit of it. I, first of all, Plenty of feedback. Is that like two people? Three. Wow. That yes. is plenty of feedback. That oh is plenty God. of feedback. So first, on a, un, on a non... So I don't know if you saw the, this, because it was a non-drinking from the garden hose post. Our friend, the dingo ate the baby. He once again complimented you and said you were getting better. So this is a awesome. trend now. Progress. Progress. Yes. Yes. And then came the real kick in the gut. We had a live studio audience last week. Now, your kids, they always tell you you bully me. Apparently, my children, or at least Alex, thinks you bullying me makes you funnier than me. (laughs) Well, at least somebody gets the shtick. That's what I said. I mean, I thought that this is what it is. These poor two sons of mine, since they were born, I haven't had any male friends who um, the banter with them, in front of my kids at least, has been one of busting balls. So there's only been two people for me to bust balls on, and that's my boys. And I told them it was normal, and I sent them out in the world to bust the balls of other men they come across, and they seem okay with it. But they're not used to, to, you know, to me getting it. And I think when Alex listens to you uh, busting my balls, it makes him happy. That's the best feedback I ever got. And I'm glad I make Alex happy. And then one other person, when discussing this feedback that Alex gave in my theory, he looked at Alex and said, no, no, no. That's not what's going on in the show, Alex. He described me as the color commentator of Ed. Like Ed talks in OB color commentator. I don't even know what that means, but that was the feedback. So, 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 uh, <laughs> so is that mean that doesn't mean I'm the play-by-play guy? It means I'm actually the game. Yeah, that's that, that's what I'm saying. Right, you're not saying, "Hey, uh, he ran left," and I went, "Well, it was a it was a very impressive left run." You're like. There's Ed running left. Look at him dodge his wife again. I, I guess something to that effect. All right. Okay. I can go with that. So, unfortunately, that's most of what I had planned for this episode, but there's one other thing I have, and then I guess you can talk about my black belt. So, we usually avoid sports because every time we mention sports, our, our ratings drop drastically. I, uh, I don't quite understand why. But 
Uh, Halloween's over, so I'm sure Eric with your house so bright is getting his place up and running. So this one's uh, for Eric, actually. Uh, one of the differences between Eric and I is I like Formula One, and his family is all into NASCAR. As I know, because he's always there. It feels like he makes it to three races a year. I don't know if it's really that many. But what that Ross Chastain crazy guy did, I mean, that's all over the internet. That was awesome. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I damn well I know what you're talking about. So, so okay, let's try to take this into some pop culture for you. Like, so if you, if you probably our listeners don't listen to NASCAR that much or, or watch NASCAR that much, can't even say I do. I turn it on. I hope for a crash. It doesn't happen in like the first five laps. I I, I change the channel. But um, if you ever saw the movie Days of Thunder with uh, Tom Cruise, it's a movie about NASCAR, right? Or even <laughs> or even Legends. Of Ricky Bobby, Tally Day Good Nights, right? Another car racing movie. But I think more about Days of Thunder. So in Days of Thunder, there's a lot of crashing. Not crashing. There's a lot of bumping, right? There's a, it just, there's a lot of contact. Cars are hitting each other all the time, yet they still go straight and they still drive and, and they make it seem normal. But if you watch a real NASCAR race, they don't, cars don't really touch each other that much. Because they're going so fast, if they touch each other, they're going to wreck. And then they wreck everybody else and... It's not good for it's not good for a lot of things, right? It's good um, for the fans, but not it's very good for the else. fans. But not good for trying to win a race. It's not good for keeping costs down. It's not good for staying in the race because if you wreck like twenty other guys, it's just not good, right? It's probably not good for making friends. But what you're talking about is like a Days of Thunder, or even probably a Ricky Bobby, or maybe even a Cars, a Disney Cars movie move, where this was a short track. I'll just explain. I'll be the color commentator right now. There's this is a short track, so meaning tight turns. So, you know, it's an oval, but it's shorter. So you can't really go fast in the corners because you got to go slow because it's a sharp turn. And then you can go straight on the, 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 the straightaways, relatively short. So maybe you can get up to 100 miles or so, and then you're back down into the low 80s around the turn. And what this guy did to make the playoffs, he just realized physics. And he, he put his car into the outside wall and gunned it. And he, he, he put in all along the edge. I mean, he completely wrecked his car. But because he gunned it and he was using the wall to hold him from wrecking, he turned in the fastest lap in the history of that track ever. Like, no one's ever gone faster. It's impossible to go as fast as he did without wrecking. It was amazing. It was amazing. It, it, it was great. It was fantastic. I saw that on. But I think most of our listeners... They may not know the name because they may not you know, have picked up on it, but they've seen uh, this clip this week because this clip has been everywhere. Granted, I'm into sports, so maybe that's why it's shown up on all the different feeds I have. But this was NASCAR is not something I usually watch except the once a year if I make it to the Poconos because I do enjoy any fast cars. I do think it's cool to watch, but this was everywhere. This was nuts. This was Hank Green, science guys, explaining why it worked on TikTok. You know, it was everywhere. Well, and it's it's all I think it was everywhere because it's it's so not how you're supposed to race because it, it in in some and I think some NAS, purist, NASCAR purists probably think it's cheating. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to drive with, you know, not hitting the wall, not hitting other people, kind of like the unwritten rules of sport. I'm sure that's against the rules. It's not against the rules, but I'm sure like everyone frowned upon that and they think he like cheated his way into the into the finals but i you know as a non-nascar fan 
I thought that was awesome. So, Eric, we'll definitely expect uh, your your point of view on this on one of the many times we post this on Facebook because you are a NASCAR fan. I don't know if anyone even thought it was something that someone could do other than in the video game. And now that it's happened, maybe they'll change some rules or make it an unwritten rule. But yeah, it was crazy. Classic example of thinking outside the box, right? So often we we just go along with our lives and we we just think inside the box, even though there's no rules saying you can't go outside the box. This guy goes outside the box. And you're right. I think they're going to make a rule against that, which is bullshit, by the way. I mean, yeah. I think if, if you want to wreck your car to do that, because it's not sustainable, you can only do it on the last lap, right? Right. And if that's what you want to do, I say go for it. I think that's what people want to see. Like, let's see some craziness. Yeah. I, I know, like I said, I, what I like to see, it was crazy. And like, they have the one video of the, the other driver who's behind it going, what did you just do? What was that? It, it's just great. It's fantastic. The kind of nuts stuff we all need to see every once in a while. You know, it's almost as good as steroids in baseball. It, well, listen, you know, and, and you, you talk about the purists, right? Purists don't like steroids in baseball. I know we're going too crazy on sports, but I, I want to hear some NASCAR feedback because I know, I know there's some cranky people out there, and you're, we're supposed to be the cranky guys. But I actually loved it, and I think it's because I'm a hater on the whole NASCAR thing, right? So I think I love the fact that it upset the apple cart and, like, the guy got in unconventionally. You know, there's probably some, like, old-school Southern boys that got bumped out that everyone's pissed off about, you know, that they got bumped out. So um, I love it. I love it. I'm glad you brought that up. So, But, Obi, let's stay with sports because if, I, if you watch the Olympics, you know that karate – is it an Olympic sport? And now I know you're not into karate. You're, you'll, you'll tell us exactly what you're into. But, I, you know, I'm surfing Facebook, and it's not often you come across a video of, um, you know, a middle-aged guy wearing, like, a ninja outfit with a mask and swinging a sword, a sword around giving thanks to his family for all the support on his sword journey of getting his black belt. So first off, Obi, before I bust your chop, congratulations on the black belt. I'm sure it took a couple of weeks of work at least. So congratulations on that. But what's the deal with the bare feet? Like I understand karate for young kids. It's no big deal. But when like 50 year old men are running around bare feet, isn't that kind of weird? Well, First of all, if you watched very carefully for everyone who may have watched, there was two different things you saw. There was me hitting another dude with a stick yep. that simulates a sword. And then there was me wielding a wooden sword at another guy in a controlled, predictable fashion. A, yeah, a it looked form. like a dance from Karate Kid too. Yes, I understand. Yes. In that, I was not barefoot. I was actually wearing uh, a little sake type shoe. But the floors that we do these things on are like dance floors, very uh, like dance studio floors. And they're always cl kept clean. Um, but yeah, we do it barefoot. Part of it, we do it barefoot is because there's a, a lot of, in the fighting part, there's a lot of leaping and you would land on the other guy's foot sometimes, which might be better actually with shoes than without. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking you're describing a basketball court, basically. 
Yes. And yeah, yeah. So what you're saying about leaping it'd be great to do the sport on an NBA basketball court. Yes, it'd be fantastic. So, so so what you're saying is basketball players should actually play basketball barefoot. Well, they or, need ankle or, support. Or or maybe you and your sword buddy should wear basketball shoes. Um, I don't know about it. Would have to be low. There's a lot of uh, flexing of the Achilles. You know, bending your foot forward. So I don't think a high top would be useful. But you know, maybe a Maybe a low top. There are some guys who wear, like, they call them martial arts shoes, but they can be a little slippery on the floor. So I, I'm into the martial arts shoes. I just think 50-year-old guys shouldn't be showing their toes unless they're at the beach. That's just me personally. I just oh, see, so yeah, I think 50-year-old guys need to cover up their toes at the beach. They should be wearing closed-toed sandals with no socks at the beach. You're 50, you ugly hide those toes. All right, so if you're going to go that way, if you can't show your toes at the beach, you certainly can't show it when you're playing with wooden swords. I'm just, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, if nobody's looking show at your toes at the beach. When can you show your toes? Nobody's Never. looking at your feet, though. You're looking at the other guy's sword. Yeah, but it's not even about. Look, it's listen. I'm just telling you, it sticks out. Plus, you're all white and like yeah. hate looking. Like it's bright. It's just. I'm just telling you, it's not a good look. But here's the other thing. I had to watch the video like five times to figure out which one you were because you're both wearing masks. Like, who's hitting who? Like, who am yes. I rooting for in this video? Like, I'm like, ooh, is that good? Or did Obi just fail? I wasn't really sure. Interesting thing about the test. So there's, now look, you're gonna, we're really going to bore our audience with kendo and kumdo stuff. So when you test for your black belts and higher level belts after black belt, black second, third, fourth black belt, when you spar, you are not actually judged on whether you win the point. You're judged on your technique. So if the other guy is faster than you or does a juke that you don't uh, respond to because you're focusing on purely your striking technique, you will still pass. It's really about your striking technique in the All right, Obi. All in, right. So in now sparring, I'm going to now I have to you have to hit first. I can't hear you. I, I'm talking over you. I, I have to. I have to. Yeah, I, you should because I'm about to bust your chops. So you're telling me that winning and losing is not important. It's how you look in the test. In the test, right? So to find out if you're a black belt, it's only about if you look good, not if you're actually effective. Uh, no, it's about the process, not the result. Not if you look good. The process has to be right. All right. Because that's kind of like how my daughter's learning to drive. The other day, I was teaching her to drive, and she pulled out in front of a car and almost got us killed. And her response to me was, I looked not like, holy shit, we almost died. It was, I had the right of way. <laughs> I was right. He was wrong. He can't, he can't do that. And I said to her, I don't care. When we're dead, we can't argue about who was right and who was wrong. And I'm thinking this whole black belt test is a, a little bit about that. Like, you could be dead, but hey, I got the black belt. No, I think I would argue that in that case, your daughter didn't properly look both ways, see a car, and stop. Her process was wrong. <laughs> no, her, her result <laughs> was actually correct. She's alive. See, I say it's exactly the opposite. Result was good. Process was wrong. The real reason is, I think a lot of this is, you're right, I'm a 50-year-old man. The, the guys I was sparring with were 30-year-old men. 
as as much as I like to say I go to the gym, I do this workout, and you like to bust on me, I'm still 20 years old in those shoes. I'm just not going to be as fast. Right? They're just not going to be as fast. And that's why the process matters. And then the higher you get, they start imposing uh, wait times between tests. It's like the earliest you can really even go for like a very high belt is in your mid-30s. So, and then maybe you're going up against the guy who's in his, like that is the reason because even Tom Brady is starting to look old. It's about the process and not the results. So what you're saying is any martial arts movie where some old guy kicks the shit out of some young guy, it's all bullshit. Because in reality, a 50-year-old can't beat a 30-year-old, so they rigged the test so you can still get a black belt. I'm saying in any martial arts movie where some old guy who seems to have been training for his whole life fights some young guy who's been training for his whole life, even though the old guy's got 20 years of experience, his slow ass is dead. Yeah, that's what exactly. Just ask Tom Brady, who is finally finding out what it's like to be old. You know that. You know you're you're not what you once were. We're so old. since we since we just are alienating all of our listeners and we're going down the sports bucket, let's go to this Tom Brady thing because you keep talking about him. So let's – I don't want to analyze him as a football player because that's boring. Uh, oh, boy. But, but how as can a husband, we – First of all, the whole world is intrigued with this guy because he was, was top, married to Giselle. The woman doesn't even have a last name. It's just Giselle. And yeah, come on. But most people don't even, you don't even need to know her last name, even though she does have one. Plus all Brazilians don't use her last name. He's married to her. He's one of the greatest football players ever. He retires. He's 45 years old. He's old as his shit. He retires and then decides, you know what? Being around house with Giselle ain't so good. I'm going to go back to play football. And she leaves his ass because clearly they had a deal that he broke and she leaves his ass. And now his team sucks, and he gets sacked all the time. Like, is there, I don't know, for a guy who's as big a winner as he is, is there a bigger loser in the world right now? Well, first of all, I'd like to apologize to all the Brazilians who do go by their last names. Well, those Brazilians that go by their last names just don't go by their first names then. Still so, one word. Like, like Royce Gracie and Henzo Gracie, but I, but I digress. Watch the World Cup. They all have one name. Okay. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that there, <laughs> but yeah, apparently Tom Brady has really um, sp- turned the corner on what it means to be a winner. You know, he 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 has a bunch of Super Bowls, but he no longer has a, a family, and he's no longer like standing upright. He is now being beaten up by younger men uh, pretty consistently. So. I mean, for football fans, there's still the chance this team's going to make the playoffs and somehow win the Super Bowl because Tom Brady. But it, it's looking slim to none because he's looking old and, and sad. He's, but he's, one, he's undefeated since being divorced. There, there is that. Yeah, so she's worth more money than him, right? So she yeah. walks away with more money than he does, right? So he doesn't even win the divorce. He loses that. Right. And then what are the odds? You, you, one of two things is going to happen she is going to find another guy, right? And it's either going to be some young, hot guy, like makes Tom Brady look like a loser, right? Or it's going to be some 65-year-old who's a 
freaking billionaire. Who's going to make Tom Brady look like a loser? Like, how does Tom Brady, like, what is he thinking? How does he become a winner in this scenario? Like, he, there's no way guys like you and me aren't going to make fun of this guy forever. Yeah, I think Tom Brady um, might end up being the butt of a joke or two for another decade. He's, he's positioned himself to do that very well. Um, and, you know, I mean, unlike, unlike Jordan, who then, like, 20 years later did his last dance thing, like, they've already rushed out Tom Brady's last dance. So he won't even have 20 years from now the opportunity to reclaim his fame with the last dance or whatever they're going to call it because we've already seen it. They've already done that. Uh, there is a chance he'll get himself a young rock star or movie star. Uh, that's a possibility. But I, I see Giselle going the rich oil baron type level wealth up and him going, well, I have money. You've, you've had a famous role or two and, or maybe a hit song. So I, I do, I do not think that in the, um, stratosphere of, of who they're going to end up with next. I would put my, uh, my money on FanDuel on Giselle Bunch and winning that, that as well. Yeah. And, and think about this. Even if Tom Brady were to win the Super Bowl this year, which is extremely unlikely. I mean, you should put money on FanDuel for that one. You'll make a lot of money if you win the Super Bowl this year. A guy like me is not going to say, oh, well, that was a good decision. <laughs> he showed me. Yep. He got the Super Bowl. That's what he was really after. I mean, the dude lost Giselle. I mean, and I, I hate to say it. Even if he does the classic guy move where he gets the 22-year-old starlet, right, as a 45-year-old man, I still think he loses. I still think he's a loser in this one. And let's not forget, I, obviously we're going, I'm going off on Tom Brady on this one. Let's not forget, before Giselle, he left a pregnant girlfriend for Giselle. Yes, yes. Uh, Monahan. Bridget Monahan was pregnant with their child, and yes. he left her while she was pregnant to go with Giselle. So this I, is I, not a good guy in the whole dating world. Like, no, no, I, I, I can't forget that. I am reminded of that every time he's on the TV, and my wife sees him on the TV. She uh, has never forgiven him for that. You know, that show, oh, yeah, Tom Brady, that jerk. Yeah. And if she only used that word, it would be nice <laughs> see we forgot about that so anyway we could stop talking about tom brady but uh i just i just i mean i just can't believe it why you no, would do I, that i i think we by the way i think we did an amazing job of tying in both uh sports with pop culture with the two main events you brought up my come aside you know bears are watching out everywhere as you said but uh yeah that was good that was good well now that you have a black belt Right. Does that mean you can actually fight a bear? Is it like a Jedi? Like when you become a Jedi, you can now fight Darth Vader? Or is this kind of like so a hollow I'm, black so belt? Like, well, you know, like I, I'm a Jedi. Or... I'm not a Jedi master, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, where Obi-Wan uh, was at the end of the first movie. I'm certainly not on the council or anything like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm not... Looking to fight a bear, but like I said, if I do go camping, I have a machete and I know how to use it. Okay. Now, last question about martial arts, um, because I was involved in martial arts for a very small time when I was in, you know, like I was 10 years old, right? So it was my parents paying the bill. So as a grown man who's paying the bill, 
is the whole system clearly rigged for making money? Like, is there like, if you pay more money, are you guaranteed to pass the test? No. However, I do have my qualms with the testing system in general. I do think the idea that you have to pay for all the lower level tests are an opportunity for the martial arts studio that you go to and the organizations that they are members of to make money over and above the money they're making just from having you join and having lessons. Now, that being said, I hate the term money grab because anything you're involved in, if it's not making money, it's going to go out of business and then you're not going to be involved in it. But I do think that testing is a little more uh, expensive than it needs to be. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to turn this to the good side of things. You know, that's why I'm part of uh, this organization called ETJ. It's a 501C organization. You may see me asking for money for them every now and again. And that's one of the things that we pay for for our students, all the gear, all the classes, and all the testing uh, so that uh, children from uh, lower economical, lower economic backgrounds can in fact enjoy martial arts and uh, get the achievements that go with it by the way i i personally think that they should let all the kids test for free and then just charge old white guys like you a lot of money so you can put the video up on facebook and feel good about yourself so i'm perfectly okay with that right no right they they should they should charge me what they charge me because this particular the, the black belt tests are expensive and uh let kids test for free at least at least the young earlier belts because uh, i do think uh, you really have to botch it to fail an early belt test. Your instructor's not going to send you up there to fail. So you're probably going to pass. And you don't know that when you're young. But as an adult, as a parent who paid that 40 to 150, depending upon what school you're in, money for that test, you're better pass my son or let him take or daughter and let or let them take the test again next time for free you know so there's some of that involved but i yeah that i have qualms with the whole testing process in martial arts and i've i've been in several martial arts schools so is it true that you shopped martial arts schools that would finally let you have a black belt is that why no that is not true would you like to hear my whole martial arts story no i don't think think so i think we have to stop the podcast then you can tell me your martial arts story because the truth is that we no the charm of my martial arts story is that it sucks. <laughs> the charm of our podcast is that we suck, and we're going to end it on this, so I can talk to Ed later. Thanks for listening. See you next week.